0: To another installment of Nimrod Generation Podcast, where if space is the final frontier, then the corner store for the beer run is the first stop on there. I'm Leo, uh, as always, with that boy Vincent. Yeah, I'm here. And today we are my bad, (laughs) we are joined by one of our first guests, Jim. How you doing, Jim?
1: How's it going?
0: Uh, Jim has also been part of the Nimrod Horror Podcast on some, just two episodes.
1: I think it's about two.
0: Two, yeah. So he's no stranger to uh, to our shenanigans sometimes. Uh, so we're going to start off with, uh, usually we say what we're sipping on. So what's everybody sipping on today?
1: Well, I got some green and I have some vodka have this vodka that's kind of like a, I guess like a, a healthier vodka, I guess you were to call it. I it's mean, not vodka
0: it's just healthy periods
1: made out of potatoes, no? Yeah, yeah but it also has like, a, I guess it doesn't have like any of um, like additional bullshit in it. Like basically you can get really drunk off of this and not gain any weight. That was my goal. Ah. So, ah. It's like diet vodka. Diet vodka. That's the first?
2: <laughs> that sounds good.
0: Right? Our generation needs that nowadays. Yeah. All right, V, what you got, man?
2: I just got a regular old shiner here.
0: Nice. Hey, man. Keeping Texas. Got to represent because you represent those Astros, right, Vincent?
2: <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> They're an intergalactic team, right? <laughs> Vincent, he has such love for the Astros. That's why I mess with
1: him. Sometimes you got to love your own team, right? Vincent actually hates the Astros with a passion. Oh, geez. never mind. I'm just like, say about that. Fuck the Astros.
2: <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't really matter to me, but still. Yeah, no. I grew okay. up. Uh, my father was a Cubs fan, so all I grew up watching was Cubs games. So I'm a Cubs fan. My kids are Cubs fans. My wife used to be an Astros fan, but now she's just indifferent. She says, "She's
0: like whatever." Uh, yeah. Just trying to pick between the the Sith and the and, and the Jedi ways. Gotcha. I
2: tell you what, when they won a the series, she knew way more Cubs than Astros.
0: All right, all right. Wow. So I'm actually drinking Lagunitas Super Cluster beer. Uh, yet to open the can, by the way. Just you guys are fans of IPAs, right? Well, I know Vincent isn't. Uh,
1: Jim, you? Yeah, I love IPAs. That's like my main thing. Like, um, if I want to drink a beer, it's IPA. Yeah. that's I can cool. like i I don't drink alcohol for taste as much as I drink alcohol to get drunk, <laughs> so, right. straight to the point, basically, yeah
0: cool, cool, so getting to the point, uh, I've never actually sat down and watched a full episode of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. so I had the idea of why not let me try to get see if I can get into it uh always been as a fan as a sci-fi fan this is like the one thing that's always been pushed aside you know so as a kid i will admit i watched maybe pieces of episodes but i was more of the laser light shows explosions star fighters fighting in this in the space type of guy so i just never ever just i was just i was Pretty much had it on so i'm waiting for the next show to come on yeah. so now as an adult i figured hey uh i remember telling myself i wouldn't watch doctor who i'm watching doctor who so let's give it a shot i asked vincent and recently i also asked jim to give me recommendations on what they thought were actually what they thought were actually some good episodes to actually check out and you guys gave me uh you guys gave me a total of seven episodes. Was seven? Yes, seven episodes, to which I watched technically an extra two, but it's technically one episode in the in the series, which is the first episode.
1: Yeah,
0: two part, yeah. but some people say it's uh two, I guess. But with that being said, I'm just gonna go off of what you guys gave me and start off. You guys gave me a. Like how do you a variety pack of episodes of thought that I things I thought that would not even be on Star Trek. Yeah. I'm just gonna flat out yeah. honestly say that.
2: So yeah, he told me stuff that would get your pique your interest and get you want to know more about all these <clears throat> characters and the show. So that's what I tried to do.
0: Yeah. And I know I'm, I swear, I was, I was gonna, I'm gonna get you for this, Jim. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> yeah, you, you over there had to give me the title to one episode <laughs> that damn near made me cry in front of my wife. Not cool, guy.
2: Not cool. <laughs> if it's the one I'm thinking we were talking about, then if you had had kids, it would have been over. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do dogs do dogs sound as kids? I I I think they're
1: kids. I got dogs. What can I say? You got kitty? You got kitty cat. I have have two. Destructive. They're like having cats versus dogs, totally different. Dogs, they're lovable. Cats are like ninjas that fight over the house all day. Wow. So I'll just hang it out and readily I have this big ass Dragon Ball Z fight. Between my both my cats in the living room for no reason. <laughs> so
0: hey, man, if your internet goes down, you got some entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. all right, so the episodes you guys gave me, hopefully I can put them in the order. And okay, the first <coughs> one is randomly ass weird. Is one one zero zero one zero zero one. What a title! What you? And I can hope to see uh, someone actually try to remember
2: that. Well, Uh, if you you pay attention, it's because of the binarians or whatever they are. Their whole life is binary. Yeah. So
0: after that, we had elementary my dear data. Oh, by the way, the first one was on season one, episode 15 elementary. My dear data is season two, episode three. After that, we had a season three episode. 16, the offspring. So the one I'm going to get somebody in for. Uh, Seasons four, we had episode 25, In Theory, which I found that to be a very weird episode.
1: Yeah. Out of all the episodes I watched for this one, that <laughs> was the weirdest one. <laughs> I wanted you to watch that one. I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah. I know that you're going to have a really good Data episode, at least one of them. Yeah. <clears throat> I wanted to give you one of him just being an asshole. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Just a balance.
0: Apparently he has a program for that. I did not know that. <laughs> I didn't know Androids work like that in the future. Uh, actually, by the way, that's actually the question I do have for the both of y'all when we get to the whole data con the whole data thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um but just to name finish naming these episodes, uh season five episode twenty-three, I believe, is I, Borg. Mm-hmm. I was left shocked in that one. I'll just say that right now. And then at the end, we have True Q from Season 6, Episode 6.
2: You Skip the one.
0: Uh, I skipped the one? Oh, Darmok. shit. Darmok, Season 5, Episode 2. Oh, that was Correct. so
1: good. That was so good. That's that's a really good pick, man. Thanks.
0: Yeah. I, so, like I said, each one's different. Um So I kind of want to know. I'ma ask the questions to who gave me the episodes so. I don't know why you picked. 11001001 as an episode, Vincent. Why did you pick that?
2: Well, that's one I've always liked and I thought it showed. One of the you know bigger grander life concepts where you know he had his whole little span of time with minuet and then it's done and you know he can't like take things for granted you know something you'd like or you know well he was feeling developing feelings for the hologram and all that stuff but you you can't just like live you you know what i'm saying It's like. Just, you know, don't don't uh, don't take life for granted. Yeah, basically, like I said in the beginning, you know, just you got to do what you can with because everything's a fleeting moment. Or could be.
0: Yeah, uh, I, Jim, do you remember that episode at all?
1: I'll try to think of which one it is. Um,
0: it's the episode where uh, I, I just call it number number one. Yeah. Oh
2: one one and one zero the two binary life forms that four of them go to take uh to upgrade the computer for the enterprise and then they wind up trapping Riker in the holodeck with minuet and he's in the jazz band
1: i do kind of sort of remember that
2: (laughs) and then he calls picard down there and she just like trying to seduce the two two guys yeah, just like gets gets all with the car and starts talking French and stuff. I think
1: I, I think I do remember that. Uh, I and a- then
2: after the sorry, I just but after they leave the ship and restore everything back the way it was, then the holodeck can't make her program back anymore or, you know, can't make her the same way she was.
1: Yes, I do remember that
2: now. But the binars were doing it. Yeah, I do remember it. <clears throat> all
0: right. Going to the next one, "Elementary, My Dear Data." (laughs) Is it my love for Sherlock Holmes that this episode was picked, or was there just an aim for a data episode here?
2: (laughs) I was looking for a, a a decent data episode. You know, I mean, it's pretty good, but it also shows the way, like the way Jordy programmed Moriarty. You know, he just randomly just goofed off, and it showed. You know what he said and his mm-hmm. meaning. Just you have to choose things carefully what you say, and littlest thing can get blown out of proportion. And then you know, it was shown by Moriarty taking over the ship and all that.
1: Yeah. Jeff, can, can I comment on that? Yeah, I agree um, 100%. But I also want to add on that. um I think it's one of the episodes to really show how competent Data is, as well. Yeah. Like it does a really good job of showing there's a little, there's a little bit more to him than like what we normally see. Uh, it takes him away from being like a Mister Spock replacement. That's why I saw it as it's like his own character. He's he's complex on his own. He's very capable, and uh, that kind of vibe actually goes into a couple other episodes later on too. Yeah yeah but that's that's my two cents on it
2: yeah okay. that was another thing i was looking for something that you could tie to other episodes as well
1: yeah
0: all right well you you kind of brought something up uh i was gonna make a uh, i was gonna say something that made me crack up about this episode which was whenever jordy uh challenged the computer to to create the scenario to take on uh data it seemed like the. uh the enterprise had a, a like a electric surge <laughs> yeah if you, if you remember watching the episode like they're inputting the data and they say you no know, like they go to the to the to the main deck and they're like that's weird there's been a a shock in the system a big giant portion of energy has been outputted but it's gone now I, for some reason I'm like is this computer really using that much energy to try to outwit data like that's like the thing that popped in my head
2: well yeah, because yeah. data's got that big ass complex mind, and he's you know so smart, plus if you want to know like the strength hierarchy or is not as strong as data, data's like the strongest guy on the ship that's true so yeah. if he has to make some or the ship has to make someone that's capable of beating data, I mean they had to go all out, think of every kind of scenario that data could do and make it better.
0: All right. Well, Jim brought up a point of kind of a Spock type character. Uh, how, like, why is it? What do you guys say that he's that kind of character? Because well, the only um, thing I know about Spock is besides the hand uh, gesture and uh, the Vulcan death grip. That's well,
1: about all I know of Spock. The Vulcans weren't allowed to. Express emotions as part of their culture <clears throat> because they used to be a violent race, so they kind of suppress their emotions and think logically. So, everything's done through logic, and um, the the way the character is shown in the original series and all, he's shown to be more subdued and like you know, just he's just very intelligent. And um, so, like, he has those violent outbursts, or he gets upset—that's a big deal or whatever. But um, with Data. I felt like originally when you first watched the show, you could kind of link everyone to the original series a little, if you want to, like this is that person and stuff. And then they kind of branch off and do their own thing. And I think that episode was one where you saw how capable Data is, and when you see Data in later episodes, he shows. Uh, I try to think of the name of this one episode. You may know. Vincent. Um, there's an episode where they're stuck in a loop because. They saw a species that they weren't supposed to see, and they just tried to trick them into like not remembering it, so they wouldn't, so they wouldn't be destroyed.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, remember the name of the series or oh, the episode though.
1: Yeah, I don't think you, I don't think we get that episode with the trust we have in Data without the uh, the first episode that kind of showed how capable he is, you know, on his own. Yeah, he's just a, a a character that's there. Uh, to be the new Spock, that he actually has a lot of complex thoughts and a lot of complex ways of dealing with things.
2: Yeah, and they kind of show that in the other episode, unless it's, the, I don't, it's not the same episode because this one I'm thinking about is the one with Kelsey Grammer where they're in a time loop.
1: Um,
2: I think that, that like be the the two ships come out of the time loop at the same time, or, the, or Kelsey Grammer ship is coming out. As the Enterprise is going up and they crash into each other and blow up and all everybody dies. Oh,
1: um, you're, you're talking about a different episode, but that episode's pretty yeah.
2: good. Uh, I I think there are two different episodes, but they both show both Data is capable of again. doing
1: yeah.
0: That it seems like they have more action packed.
2: You guys gave me some sentimental.
0: There are episodes. How dare a lot you? more action packed <laughs> episodes. Like, how dare you guys? I'll give me some sentimental episodes. Go what look at all the
1: Warf episodes. Well, let me say, tell you about Star Trek. Um, the newer stuff gets a little bit more action-y and stuff, but um, Trek is mostly about not fighting. It's the tension before between two ships about to go at it, but trying not to. Yeah. And, like, um, sometimes there are episodes where there's so much tension, not one laser or phaser is shot off. It's just, will they? You know, would they cross that point? Would they complete yeah. this mission before they end up having to shoot at a jetter or whatever? Or would they be able to talk each jetter down or have peace? I know that sounds uh, boring, but.
0: I mean, I don't know why, but it just it sounds like to me like North and South Korea not a bad thing. Think about <laughs> but that. it's like a standstill that nobody can shoot first. Or it's there'd be some big repercussions to
1: that. Put it this way: like a, a a really good episode of Star Trek where there's no one, no one dies, and anything bad happens. Think of it as the, the tension of the Cuban Missile Crisis, as yeah. just like, yeah, it's like that. Yep. All right.
0: So but
2: there are there are episodes where shit goes down. Oh yeah. Just look for, like I said, look for a bunch of the Wharf episodes. Yeah. Look for the. Picard as Locutus, those two
1: episodes, is like, yeah, here's the thing. They're always trying to avoid shit happening, but when shit happens, shit fucking happens, man. (laughs) It's like, so it's like, it's more of an emphasis on shit happening, which does happen.
0: All right. Good to know. So moving on to season three, episode 16, The Offspring. Why would you guys do this? Why why? <laughs> I thought uh tenants tenured as Doctor Who had one of like the saddest moment. This one knocked it out the park and just made me probably want to turn on like the one of my two thousand five emo records or something. <laughs> I had to listen to something like that was sad. Like the moment it's pretty much Data creates a daughter. <clears throat> uh, which surpasses him in in his, the whole, was it his functions or whatnot?
1: Yeah, his uh, main functions. More human than human.
0: <laughs> yeah, and his daughter surpassed him at that. And it's pretty much like the Federation. That, that's what they are. They're called the Federation.
2: Yeah, the Federation.
0: They find this to be... Kind of an act of God that should not have been done, ends up happening. They're trying to take his daughter away, so uh, push comes to shove. There is a moment where we had to say goodbye, and the moment that I heard the "I love yous," I yeah, I lost. I lost it. I fucking lost it, yo. I, like, I don't even know these characters like this to fucking feel like. Usually for me to yeah. feel something for a character like this, it takes me like a season to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But even as much as I watched, I was all like, no. No. Why okay. did you do this? But That's that to me sh- shows how much heart this show has mm-hmm. for anyone looking for something like that. Uh, your
1: guys' thoughts on that? Um you yeah, me well, go first? You want to go first? Yeah, this? go ahead. You go ahead first. Um, basically, I I knew that you when well you said that Vincent was telling you certain episodes you should watch. Vincent already knew you you told him that episode. I already knew. <laughs> and Uh-oh. uh it's, because it's the best data episode. Yeah. Like has down, like like it, it may not be your favorite. Like I have more I have favorite data episodes, but it just has down. It's the best data episode. Yeah. It just is. So we had to, we had to like tell you that you know, and then you know it really gives you an idea of who he is and how he's progressed and what he's been through. And there's a lot of stuff, cool stuff happening with Data throughout the whole series, but it's just the best one. Like clearly, it's the best one.
2: It is, and I have to admit, I didn't think of it at first. But as we were going away, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I've watched these shows," and we were leaving work, and then I was like, "Oh snap." you know what you want to go watch one more episode this one's gonna get you you watched <laughs> the one about data's daughter
0: yeah you, like, you didn't um, tell me the the name and then i, that's that's I brought it up to jim and jim's like oh it's episodes season 12 i was like well that was quick all right <laughs> i'll take it
1: out now. i was like there's no way you can't watch that if you're going to talk about star trek especially the next generation you have to
2: yeah, I failed on that one, but it was also more like, in my mindset, as he was saying, I want shit that will make me want to watch more episodes. And I said, okay, well, let me just some groundwork episodes, get him interested in that, and then when he, you know, progresses, then he can, and like I said, it totally missed, it was just, not even thinking well, about it till later well the timing was actually
0: perfect since i i did watch the episodes you gave me and i did come back to the episodes jim that jim had provided me i think that's what made this episode stick out the way it did honestly it's because i got to say i think if i would if i would mm. watched it right off the bat I, I don't i'm not known with the character data so i would just been like oh okay you know yeah but getting a yeah. couple episodes into it you you get to see the kind of characters they are. And I would say right now from the episodes, all the episodes that i watched, I'm surprised how I got into the characters the way that I did. Like, Yeah, maybe to this day and age, uh, you, you kind of see these characters you're like, oh, that's that guy. That's that guy. That's that guy. But they do. You just seem to like fall in line with these characters. It feels like you're on the ship with them. Yeah. So that that is something that I would that I would like to throw in there about this show. Uh, but, all right,
1: moving oh. on to the next. Oh. Before you move on, I have some stuff to say about the episode. Go just ahead. A, just a fast note. Uh, I know that there's a lot of people who are LBGTQ+, who watch Star Trek, they're, they're Trekkies. And um, a lot of them love that episode, The Offspring. Because it's the first time in trek one well're not the first time I don't think it was, but one of the few times in trek where they acknowledged the whole transgender idea with um, um with
0: of trying to find the daughter's
1: sex, and he's like, "I'll let her choose her I'll let you know my offspring choose their sex and stuff like that uh there's a piece of that, and then of course, um, just the whole like human rights part of it is a big deal for a lot of people, yeah. So it's kind of one of those special episodes within the LBGTQ Plus community as well.
0: Hmm. All right. So maybe we can uh, start growing the Trek fan base a little more. Hmm. So, all right. The next episode is Season 4, Episode 25, In Theory. Jim, you, you told me this episode <clears throat> just like I asked Vincent, why did you... <laughs> show me why did you recommend this one i like the episode but i want to know why this one came to mind to recommend and explain a little detail about the the
1: story here i figured if i gave you the best um if if vincent and i gave you the best star trek episode for data yeah i figured i need to balance it out we give you the one where he's just a complete dick the, the entire time and um he was, it's the ideal of it, of, uh, it's not really about data for this episode for me. It's about a woman realizing that she's so connected to like, or she's so attracted to men who are emotionally attached, emotionally detached, that yeah. she fell in love with an android who feels no emotions and tried to make it work to the point that she had to really like come to terms with, she's the problem. And it's also that cold moment when Data tells her, like, you know, are we really done? And she's like, yes. And he's like, okay, I'll just erase all the memories of you. Just because it's just, it's just holding up in my bank. I just need to just purge the memories of you. I don't need these anymore. It's such a cold moment. And I think it's such a, I think everyone's dealt with that in their life where they dated someone or they with someone who didn't see them the same way or didn't view them the same way or even acknowledge them as an actual person at times. And I think for some people, that episode, at least for me, that episode touches on concept of you need you need to make better decisions. You need to do better for yourself. And uh, unfortunately data data was the asshole in this. And it's also yeah. kinda like of nice you, hear me yell, you're not my mother. <laughs>
0: Yeah. That had me rolling. I like, yeah, I went from like the saddest episode to just cracking up with this guy. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? He's like that's like the most typical comeback, I guess you wanna say. I'm pretty sure we have all said this in any one of our relationships in our lives. But it's it's just funny to hear an android say it and he's just all like Oh, uh, that's not what we're doing. Uh, our programming says this. Otherwise, and <laughs> he's just going by programming. I mean, it's it, it works so yeah. good, but it's it's you. I can understand what you mean. Like we we've all felt this. We've all gone through this. Yeah. and it's 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 kind of weird to see it from an Android's point of
1: view. Yeah, so. like he can, he can never give her like both episodes. Touch on the fact that he can never give the people he he loves the kind of love that they need. <clears throat> like he's in a relationship, but he can't give her the kind of love she, she needs. And then his daughter, that moment when his daughter says that she loves him, but he says he wishes he could feel the same. But at the very yeah. end, you could tell that he feels something. There there's at least a, a missing piece of him at the very end. Uh so it kind of leaves it ambiguous if he actually does feel or not at that point. Um, also Vincent, do you remember the episode when he fills for a brief moment? where Q gives um data the ability to feel for just a brief moment.
2: Yeah.
1: That, that was fucking awesome. Just that's yeah. what out there. But but um like it's the ideal of it. I always connect it with data. Like i like, I think a lot of people who have like their personal problems and stuff may relate to the whole situation of not be able to, to express your emotions correctly or the way that people is, uh, think and you know that's what it yeah. always got me that way oh yeah
2: mm-hmm. i connected with data a lot too but yeah it's the whole thing i mean i well i will get into that later all right <laughs>
0: yeah. well you, the got the
2: there? you got anything yeah anything to say about this episode no it was just like like jim said it's like fun Way to see Data in a different light. Yeah.
0: Alright, cool. So, Season 5, Episode 2. Darmok.
1: Oh, man, yes. One of my favorite episodes.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'll let one of you guys handle this one. Uh, it's it's just... It was crazy to see. I, I've seen a Green Lantern episode in the animated series that was kind of like this. To tell yeah. you the truth. So, when I saw it, it was like, oh, it's. I can't say it's ripping off because this came first.
2: Yeah. So DC kind of ripped off Star Trek.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. That's why there's like, uh, was it two DC crossovers with the Green Lantern? It's like a IDW uh, DC Comics uh, crossover event they got. I can see that.
1: No, didn't
0: there's two. I,
1: I own them. <laughs> I can Didn't Didn't Trek Trek like Didn't Trek actually crossover Transformers at one point or something? Think
0: something, so, yeah. Something weird like that. You're right about that. It was after the Green Lantern one.
1: Yeah.
0: And then Green Lantern went over to uh, like crossover with a uh, Planet of the Apes for, oh. some, for some reason. It,
1: lots of space shit happening, you know, you can show up, I guess.
0: <laughs> All right, way. so Darmok, which which one do you guys want it? Um
2: you want to take invested or Ah, uh, sure. It's uh They meet a new alien species that's at least as advanced in technology as the Federation. And they want to try and establish relationships with them. And so the captain of the other ship decides that he needs to have an experience with Captain Picard. So both captains get beamed down to the planet to uh, fight this monster. That the other race knows is on the planet and then the other race throws a bunch of ion disruption onto the planet's surface so that they can't be transported out of there or anything like that. The only problem is while the other species speaks a form of English that you can easily comprehend, nobody knows what they're saying, and it isn't until about midway through the episode that Everyone else, Picard figures it out a little bit faster than everyone because he's there talking to the other captain, but the other guys figure out that the alien race speaks in nothing but metaphors. And you have to know the backstories of what they're talking about to understand them, basically.
0: Mm. So it's pretty much like how two different, it's almost like for us would be like if I would speak to someone who's Japanese, but I don't understand what they're saying. Yeah, He's trying to figure out, like the difference is how you can still coexist and and work as a unit, even though you don't really
1: communicate the same language. Yeah. I I saw a meme the other day in a Star Trek group of men. It Mm -hmm. said, it said Facebook with a DNS spell. (laughs) I just (laughs) (laughs) laughed.
2: I still, yeah, I've, I've still always wanted to get the the uh, T-shirt of Picard with the with the big ass guitar that says Darmok Angelada Tanagra. <laughs>
1: um, for me, the episode is basically um, like you said, like two different species or two different types of people trying to communicate, having a difficult time communicating. <clears throat> the reason why it matters so much to me, I love the idea of of a group of people who just want to be heard and understood so much that they're going to easy streams to do it where it almost caused conflict just to be understood and um what's cool about that which is like like um something we wouldn't see it too much later um star trek lower decks they paid it off like so recently they have a character from their species who understands english more and they communicate with them more. We see the the fruits of labor of what what they went through, pay off later on in canon. But uh, I really like the idea of it. I think we've all met people in our lives that we really like and want to communicate with, but we speak different languages, and we find barriers, and there's a barrier. We find ways around that barrier to communicate with each other. And um, I think it it just connects that lo- that level of really want to communicate with someone the connection and that you'll go that far yep
0: all right all right so keep the ball going uh season five episode 23 i borg if there's an episode more relevant than what the hell is going on in the world nowadays this is the one
1: uh jim have you watched this episode i don't think i have yet I, I saw pieces of it, but I didn't finish it. It's Something pretty
0: good. much a Borg uh, member lands on a planet. Uh, the Enterprise crew goes to save him. And they devise of a way to to actually, like, create a virus that can go through the Borg and destroy it. But, Geordi's uh, name, right? Geordi, yeah. yeah. Or just All right, like, so... He, <laughs> the guy from Reading Rainbow, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh look how, how is this the guy that, that taught kids how to read and everything, but he plays a blind man in another show? Just, it is well, what it is, actor. I guess. Yeah. I, 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 I heard that I heard that thing was very annoying though, apparently.
1: Like it always gave him headaches because of yeah, how it was positioned and how it had a clamp to his head. He had to grow out his hair so he could have a little scrap he could hide. And then like also he tripped over a lot of shit. So he had to pretty much learn how to walk blind. But he got rid of I- for the movies later on. That was one of his catches. He wasn't coming back unless he didn't have to wear that anymore.
0: Okay, because I'm like, oh, it sucks to have the one thing that's supposed to make you see in the show, but it uh, <laughs> makes you blind in real life. That also sucks ass. But he becomes friends with this Borg. Uh, he starts noticing that the Borg starts getting feelings, as many people who probably have seen more episodes than I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Borg are a collective mind. A hive, they want what one thinks they all think or they should be thinking. But yeah, this work seems to go independent as far as to also think himself as a, an individual and not part of a group. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's also named if I can remember, uh, somebody can help me off the top of my head because it's not Q, Hugh, Hugh, oh, H- Hugh. Oh, Hugh. Hugh, 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 yeah. Uh, they name him Hugh and it's pretty much one of those where a lot of the crew just start hating him until they get to know this character mm-hmm. and see that he's not just a machine that he's not just something that should be hated yeah and it, it's it's good to see how in this episode mm-hmm. even i mean who i thought i thought the doctor hated the dialect the dialects or whatever but Card hates the the board, the board more than that because well, he was not happy. He yeah, was he was up. like,
2: I looked at the best of both worlds part one and two. Go yeah. watch those episodes and you'll know why he hates the board.
1: Yeah. Oh, hey, um, listen, what which movie was it? Was it Nemesis? Nemesis. Where, yeah. Where he loses his mind, he does a bit scream. No, <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he really hates the board. <laughs> All like right, queen and all that,
0: yeah. Yes. All right. Write this down. <laughs> Look for Scream. Oscar winning Scream, right?
1: Yep.
0: Oscar yep. winning
1: I it was Scream. It was so dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> so dramatic.
0: Alright, uh, your thoughts on that episode? If you guys watched it, seen it, or or yeah. Any any input on what I had to say about it? Well, it's, it's
2: like that. It's you know I've always liked that episode because it shows you can overcome mm-hmm. your prejudices and get your mind straight if you just go and talk to somebody and yeah. learn what they're like. And then you know, plus it was kind of cool for me because I saw it as like a mini data conversion because Hugh is a Borg. It was a cyborg. They don't feel. They don't anything like that. They don't even think of themselves as individuals. And mm-hmm. then he kind of comes out of it as like, "Oh no, I'm I'm scared. I'm, I don't want to do this. I don't, you know." But he turns selfless because he's like, "Hey, I have to go, or else they're going to come looking for me, and you're all going to be in danger."
1: It does actually sound like, um, like I haven't watched an episode. I've watched pieces of it. Uh, I kind of skipped around Trek for a while, which we'll get into later, but. Just hearing about it, the little pieces I did see, it seems like it's a really good analogy for someone who's, like today, modern day, like you said, who's in a certain way of thinking and they break from it and they can actually like view things differently, you know, individually for what it seems like. Yeah.
2: It is this Guy didn't even went out there and talked to him. and She's... Worse than Picard with her Borg hate because the Borg wiped out her species.
1: Yeah. Practically. And That's what's up, sure. She would be sexy at one point. If you remember, was she? They, that one episode we talked about earlier where they um, had to basically ignore an alien species or they'll be wiped out. So they keep getting put back to sleep. Well, that same episode, like she's wearing this little like Die high fish nets for some reason. I'm like, what the fuck was that all about? <laughs> like, why, why did they think to do that? <laughs> that was such a weird choice, but whatever.
2: Anything <laughs> to distract
1: your minds. Yeah, you didn't complain, huh, Jim? Uh, no. Nah. <laughs> because remember, she it starts off with her going inside the holo, holodeck. deck. And oh, I've never watched the episode, so. <laughs> oh, they go inside because uh, Picard is doing doing like, a, doing like a old school detective noir thing. And then, like, she's like, how do I even wear these? And they zoom up on her legs, and she shows off her die high fishnets. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why is this here? And I don't know why I brought that up. It's just something that stuck in my head. Like, why did this happen? Like, like, man, this is a kid's show. What <laughs> <laughs> Wait, if it's a kid's
0: show, what time did it even come on? Because every time I I watched the reruns, that thing was on, like, at 9 p.m. at night.
1: So it, was, it was a family show. So I guess, like, 8, right?
2: Well, like afterwards, but it started off coming on at like three or four in the afternoon on channel
1: thirty nine. What? Oh no, those those were the reruns. Um the, original, the the official release, I think it was on like what, CBS or something, or I don't know. Can't remember. But it wasn't on like um thirty nine, but that's where most of us saw it. It was like right after school. I, yeah, I remember it started off like in the eighties. It was like running in the eighties going to the nineties. Yeah,
0: I think it uh I re- if I remember correctly from what I heard, it was uh it was it came out either September or November of 1987. seven. Eighty seven was a good year, goddammit. Good year. Yeah. <laughs> I <I'm> just say <saying. laughs> Yeah, it was the year
1: I was born. It was a good year. It's weird because a lot uh-huh. of stuff we love was already like on the station and or like syndication when we were watching it. It's kinda of crazy to know that. Yeah. All right. So no. the final episode.
2: Well no, I was just nitpicking because I think I I swear I remember it coming on thirty nine. Not like three or four, that's wrong. But more like prime time on Saturdays. But that's when I remember watching it.
1: It could I, have. I know that it, 39, they had, I think, what was it, UPN at one point or whatever the fuck? Those channels, yeah. 39 UPN.
2: Yeah, because they were searching for all their stuff. Paramount didn't have a network yet, and Paramount owns all this stuff like Paramount Plus and all that. But that was before UPN.
1: So. Yeah, because I think they had them all on different, not on different networks, but at least one of them is on a different network than, than the other two. They had DSpace9 and Voyager yeah. at the same time.
2: Yeah, and then with the when they had Voyager out, that one was solely on UPN because that was after Paramount had their own network. So they were going to partner with CBS to put it out.
1: Yeah, UPN also put out um, Enterprise as well. I remember that being yep. what they were on. It was kind of everywhere, basically. They, they kind of just go together. We're, we're all subject, you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, it's still Star Trek, so.
1: Yeah.
0: As long as it's there. Yeah, we can go wherever on it, right? but um, yeah, we still got one episode to go and a couple of little extra things to say. Woo! Hey, look at the time. Let's let's do this. All right. <laughs> oh, hey. Caught me uh, doodling my, on my base there. Um, well, that episode went woo, for a good amount of time. Not going to lie, enjoyed every moment of it. So far, I hope you have as well. Uh, part two will be coming out next week. Keep in tune with that as we will finish. And will I keep watching Star Trek? Let's see if Jim and Vincent did their job. Till next time, thank you for listening. Hope you stick around for part two.